Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And if you've ever been broke, put your hands up. Now, before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics can be random at times, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. Tonight, we are discussing why you shouldn't date if you're broke, and what being single and over 35 years old means to other people, not maybe ne- not necessarily to you. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, Then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone while you're on hold unless you're speaking. Another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'll be asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and pick up where you left off. 
Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number, oh, what number is this? 435 starts right now. Okay, so we'll get right to it. Um, First of all, uh, it's been a busy week already, and it's just Tuesday. I spent the weekend in Houston, had a good time, uh, spending the extended holiday weekend in Houston, uh, got to meet up with some people uh, that I haven't seen in a long time, got to meet someone for the first time. Uh, so had a great time doing that. I was able to meet Miss Ante, the lady who did our sexy spoken word back on the Let's Talk About Sex show a little over a year ago. I got to catch up with Carmen Hendricks, who's going to be a guest on the show sometime soon. And um, some others who are affiliated with the show. So that was kind of cool getting out there and just making the most of the time. And now um, tonight I'm going to start off talking about, you know, dating and being broke. A lot of people think that love conquers all. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, yeah, it can, but there are some things that can kind of detract from that love or the feeling someone may have for you. Um, And that's finances. Aside from infidelity, finances is right up there with breaking up relationships and marriages. And the reason being is that the lack of finances normally causes stress. Okay? When you're broke, it just brings about stress. There are certain things you can't do that you want to do. There are certain necessities that you can't obtain because you just don't have it. So the thing about it is, should you bring someone else into your life if you can't even take care of yourself? That's what we'll get into tonight. First of all, I'm going to go to the phones, go to the 850, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and bring on Buck. Buck, what's going on? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How are you doing? Doing great. Just got to watch in the State of the Union address and uh pretty interesting. See what happens, but I checked it out. That. And other than that, enjoying this beautiful weather we're having. You know, nice and nice and not so cold. Sixty two degrees. That's that's proper. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it too, man. T shirt weather. So, but all right, glad to have you on. And let me go to the 209 area code. I believe this is my man Fred calling back. Fred, is that you? Uh, yeah, it's me. How's it going, man? Uh, it's great. I saw the topic. I was like, damn. Um, I could totally relate to this. I remember when I was um, attending a private college for business. Uh, it really sucks when um, – now, you want to go talk to the ladies, right? But you got to be like – I've let a lot of fine women I, – I purposely had to pass them up because I I was, well, unemployed, but I'd um, – it's only like 25. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I had to purposely pass them up. Um, you know, I was trying to graduate with my, uh, my, my, my two-year degree, my business – at business school and then going to a four year. Um and I would advise men to finish whatever they're doing. It sucks like it sucks. It's a motherfucker it really does suck. 
Oh yeah, to, to not to be someone. able to talk to who you want to. So, but we'll definitely get into that, man. Let me get you to yeah. for just a moment, and we'll definitely get into it and yeah, break okay. all of that down. Let me go to the five hundred one area code, the natural state of Arkansas, and welcome on Amy. Amy, how are you? Oh, doing all right. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing well. Glad to have you on. Going to the 601 area code, Jackson, Mississippi. Bring on my man, Eminem. Eminem, what's going on? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Doing well, man. All right, and we'll go ahead and kick things off. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Talking about you can't date if you're broke. But let's start with the broke fellas first. All right. We're going we're gonna to break this show down by gender. We're going to start with the broke fellas, and then we'll go to the broke ladies. All right. Now, you're at the mall. You see this fine lady you want to get to know. You spit game and get her number, all right? Now what? You don't have a dime to your name, and the weekend is two days away. Your lights will probably be off by the time you get home from work, and you don't even have gas money to take her out. Why did you ask out in the first place? You know, that's that's a scenario a lot of guys find themselves in. So, Amy, I'm going to start with you since you're the only lady on the line first. What's your definition of a broke man, Amy? A uh, broke man. Let's see. I've dated a whole bunch of them. That's not good. Uh, yeah. Still living at home. Ain't got a job. Ain't got a car. Uh... Well, they might have a job, but they're not making very much money. Uh, but, uh, you know, still living at home. or got about five roommates all sharing a one-bedroom apartment. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, just broke and living at home and ain't got a job, ain't got a car, uh, ain't got a pot to piss in. Okay. All right. On Twitter, uh, my girl Mel, Mel chimed in from L.A. She says, in her opinion, broke is more than financial. It can be spiritual and mental as well. Okay. Well, I don't want to get into that side of it. They're mentally broken. But um, <laughs> all right. I, I get with that, Amy. And But what's your definition of a broke dude? Well, I mean, golly, I mean, Amy pretty, pretty much – she pretty much summed it up in a nutshell. I mean, you broke. You just broke. I mean, you, if you don't, you got a job not doing not doing well at all. As far as if you have a job, you may have a car, but it may not run. Um, you know, I throw that off in there. Um, and like I said, just you know, you got to It's pretty much like I said what Amy said because she pretty much nailed it all and and. Pretty much a nutshell as far as a, from a financial standpoint goes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, Eminem, why is it important for a man to be financially stable at a minimum before dating? Well, for one, is is the main reason is, and this is for the you know the guys that's really you know shooting at women they really really seek to be with. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you you mess around and and, and uh, you know, you hit a uh, a ground ball and you get on first base. Well, shit, you like, well, damn, what's next? You know, so you got to be able to do something. You know, because uh, at the end of the day, you still buying pussy. You just don't know it. Uh, 
But uh, <laughs> you know, you know. So you know, like if a, you know, chick said, "Well, you know, I'm down for whatever," but at the same time, you know, I'm not finna be in the back of no car like we in high school. I'm not finna be, you know, uh, you know, on the ground out in the middle of the wilderness like some you know middle aged adventurous couple. You know, I'm still trying to. You know, ball a little bit. Now, what you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's that's what you always bracing for is that is that what if like that that you got to be always able for that what if scenario. What if it do go through well? You know, and like you posed the first question. Now what? But uh, I wanted to answer the the first question that everybody else answered too about the, the characteristics of a broke person, a broke mm-hmm. man. Since we talking about men right now. Now, mm-hmm. Number one, first and foremost, for the most part, it's a liar. Because if a dude is just really just getting out there like that, and he's dead broke, don't have a dime to his name. Now, and now if he got a hood reputation for being, you know, some kind of big-time gigolo and all the chicks on his jaw, well, yeah, it don't matter then because it's already understood what the deal going to be. But other than that, if a lady is approached by a guy that's dead broke, well, like I say, if, if we were to listen to that conversation, you're like, oh, no, nah, I know that motherfucker. He ain't doing, he ain't no doctor. He ain't got some kind of villa in France. Look at all this lying he's doing. This chick up here believing this shit, you know, because he ain't got nothing, you know. Right. Most right. guys that broke tend to have a, urge, uh, uh, a tendency to lie or stretch some kind of, fabrication and then the chick pregnant and after that it's like i i didn't know he seemed to be so nice but yeah but but a motherfucker talking about yeah bitch you know you need to be cooking and cleaning you know you turn you snub your nose up see that's what i'm saying truth will set you free (laughs) okay all right well um let's see i I just think that let, let me go let me ask ask fred right quick fred um, why is it important at a minimum for a guy to be financially stable before he dates seriously? Um, it, it because especially if it's someone who is uh, now sometimes do broke dudes depending on what age you are you can kind of get a get tail but as far as getting a serious relationship and or at least at the bare minimum dating you need to not have a, a stable productive base for yourself. Because when you broke, that that kind of shows. Okay, um, this was like four years ago. I'm employed, not about to go into service. But I mean, like when I was in school, I didn't really have a job. Like four years ago, you have. Um, it's important because just for me, like when you're insecure, or mm-hmm. when you are don't really feel like you have it together, women can sense that, and they don't really want to deal with you if you're not. Because when they start asking questions. Where you live? Uh, what kind of job? What you be doing with yourself? Uh, how old are you? Why haven't you accomplished what you need to do? Well, what do you do right. when you when you're like, or, uh, or, uh, they're like, uh, no, never mind. So I so my thing is during that time I purposely passed up chicks because um, I wanted to uh, you know get a get my career straight or have things set up before that. Okay, not a bad yeah. idea, man. Not a bad idea. Yeah. But half and, uh, of them chicks you passed up, man, probably with a dude that was twice as broke as you right now, and they pregnant by him. I didn't want to interrupt. My dad. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> you that, know what? That's probably true. 
But you I'm know, not even going to lie. Some of them, sorry. Go ahead. I gotta say that's just how it goes, though. That's just how it goes. Some guys just um, and, and then you know, like some guys, of course, if your game is tight, then you know, a lot of times you, you get over like that. That's just how it works. And if she's not, you know, which you know, if someone's that gullible, that's probably not anyone you want to be fooling with anyway. But um, now, Amy, Cooper I'm gonna go back to you and. Uh, <laughs> Amy, if a guy approaches a woman for a date, knowing that he's broke, is he strictly looking for sex? Amy? Amy? Uh, Say the question again. I'm sorry. I said if a guy approaches a woman and he knows he's broke, is he strictly looking for sex? Not necessarily because, you know, a lot of guys have no shame. Um, I've, like I said, dated a a lot of, I didn't set my bar very high um, in my dating years because I didn't exactly have uh, a great role model. So, uh, um Really, all I was ever looking for was love, but, you know, like the two songs go, money can't buy me love and all you need is love. Well, no, love is not all you need, but, yes, it's true, money money can't buy you love. Um, Really. But, I mean, as far as the question goes. If he approaches you and he's broke, is he looking for sex? Not necessarily. Okay. Hey, you know, I I don't I don't think so. Okay. Wait till my turn. On uh, Twitter, Amy Juice Juicebox chimed in and she said either he's looking for sex or he's testing her. But um, I mean, Eminem, what do you think? If a guy doesn't have any money and he approaches a woman. Oh man, I mean, I'm so glad I get to answer this. Oh man, and 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 y'all chicks better listen up. If a dude broke and he approaching you, he looking for a mama. He looking for somebody to take care of his ass. You know, a a dude on the hunt for pussy when he got money. When he got money, you he on top of the world. That joke could be the ugliest dude in the world, and he know that he the king of the hill. If he come across the right situation, you know what I'm saying? Because he got them jingles in his pocket. That joker feel like he's 10 foot tall. If a joker dead broke, shit, he might not be studying you. That's why you see uh, guys with some type of misfit relationship sometimes. He dead broke. He with a chick 500 pounds and 10 kids with 10 different men. You know what I'm saying? Man, they looking for refuge. But when a dude got money in his pocket, when a dude got money in his pocket, he ain't looking for no relationship. This joker trying to, you know, he's trying to make everything he can. Now, in that process, if he were to come across somebody that really caught his interest, well, you know, one thing might lead to another. But, man, come on, shit. I mean, it's like when a dude get money, when a dude got money, where, where, where most single guys go? They don't say, oh, gosh, let me go get the girl of my dreams. Shit, they go straight to the goddamn strip club. But when a joker <laughs> broke, you know, they in the grocery store. You know, looking for desperate women or women on the rebound. That broke niggas do that shit. 
that's, that's, you're, you're, you're spot on with that. I, I definitely agree with you on that, man. If they're broke, they're looking for someone to take care of them most of the time, probably more than sex. So that's, that's, that's a good point right there. And one of the best but, uh, places to go and do that is at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it is about us strippers, but we always end up supporting some broke-ass motherfucker. <laughs> I've supported many of them. Uh-uh. That's a shame. Wow. Well, uh, well, Amy, let me go back to you for a quick question, and then I'll go to Buck. Um, are there certain circumstances that will allow a broke man to be accepted by a woman to date long term? Not, I mean, what what would make the average woman say, you know what, he's broke, but because of these circumstances, I'm going to go ahead and give him a try? Well, because simply because he's a good dude. You know, like I said, I was always looking for love. I wasn't looking for a guy who could buy me this and buy me that. I had that. I had that growing up. I had that from my sorry-ass abusive stepfather. You know, I had all the anything I ever wanted. But what I didn't have was love. So that's why I spent my lifetime looking for love, and it didn't matter, you know, if the guy had uh, a high pay, if he was a doctor or a bragging groceries at the food mart, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If he had, I mean, if he had a job and showed some kind of potential and he was an all all around good dude and he wasn't a liar uh, like what Eminem was talking about um, definitely you know then um, I would would give him an opportunity I have given guys like that opportunities and they were you know they were good dudes they just you know the relationship just didn't work out okay but what do you think man what do you think would allow a woman to consider a guy who may be broke? What circumstances? Well, as long as the guy's taking the initiative to make himself better. I mean, if the guy's sitting on his ass not doing anything, not trying to better himself, then she'll drop him like a hot potato. But if he's making strides, you know, and trying to do things, you know, when he gets money, he's spending the money on the lady and not keeping it for himself. You know, he's actually getting getting that lady certain things. You know, maybe it could be something as simple as a you know bottle of perfume, or take her out to dinner, or take her to the movies or something like that. When he gets some money, as long as he's spending some money on her and make, taking the initiative to improve himself, then I you know I could see whether you know woman would give that you know give that guy a chance. Okay, all right. Well, um, I, I think some of the circumstances um, are like. If, well, first of all, if he's been laid off, maybe he has a track record of working and just currently he's laid off and doesn't have any money. Or maybe he went through some type of medical situation and we all know medical bills will break you in half. And um, so I think if there's something that justifies the problems that he's having, then um, it makes it a little more acceptable and maybe women a little more sympathetic if they decide they want to. Um, you know, except that now on Twitter, PJ Extra said, I think uh, it could be, uh, like, a, like I just said, a temporary situation. 
Um, and people go through that. That's for sure. But uh, let's see. Let me get Fred back in on this and ask this next question. Fred, even if a broke guy has honorable intentions, can he still show a modern-day woman a good time if he's broke? Honestly, it depends on the woman. Um, sometimes you get those situations where a, a guy may be, eh, let's just say he's, you no, know, he could be, he could be working at Starbucks, right? Not making that much as one of the ladies said, and mm-hmm. he might stay home with his uncle, you know, and he goes to community college. We'll even say that, like he's like twenty two, twenty three. Um, so in that case, he might meet a girl who's doing a little bit better than him, but the fact is she he is making strides, or she if she really likes him, she'll stick with him. Um, mm-hmm. Especially especially if that's the type of dude she sees herself with, and she sees okay. her making strides. Especially when it's like, never mind, I like you, you're attractive, I love talking to you, I'm going to snatch you up. Because, you know, it, in that case, yeah. Okay, okay. And um that that that's a, a nice way of looking at it. I think that is possible and it does depend on the woman. And um Buck, would you agree with that that you can still be broke and show a woman a nice time, but um she has to be open to that, I guess. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, I think it's possible. Okay. Um I, I Go think ahead. so. Uh, I think so, but he's really going to have to come out the personality. <laughs> I mean, if he can't, like, you know, uh, he might be a cup of coffee here and there. But he, he's really going to have to be, like, his conversation's going to have to be, like, stellar. There's no different. <laughs> he's going to have to be pretty fun to hang around. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely that. So, all right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Just really getting things kicked off and talking about um, you can't date if you're broke. And that's regardless if you're a man or a woman. So next we're going to discuss broke ladies and why guys should avoid them. I mean, just run away. Coming up right after this intermission. Been broke with your hands 
having no dough, no coat for the winner. Remember, we po folks most What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Latasha Lee, from at Latasha Lee on everything social media. You are listening to the Talk To Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. That was uh, Project Dream by the Field Mob. That song was released back in... Out. Never been broke, put your hands up. There's everybody. All right, back to the Talk to the Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Now we're going to break this down from the other perspective about females, about the women, why you should avoid broke women. Same scenario, we're going to flip the script a little bit. You're at the mall, you, and you know, you're a lady at the mall, you see that guy you want to get to know. He throws game your way and gets your number. Now what? You don't have a dime to your name, and the weekend's only two days away. Your lights will probably be cut off by the time you get home from work. You don't even have money to get your hair done. Why did you agree to go out with him in the first place? Amy, start with you. What's your definition of a broke woman? Me, myself, and I. Um... (laughs) Uh, well, it's really the you know the same for um a woman um most of the time you know unless that is she is living at home um because she has to take care of her mother, which is what I had to do you know my whole life. Um, but, you know, uh, if she doesn't have a car or if she doesn't have a job or some sort of income uh, Mm -hmm. other than her baby's daddy's child support, um, uh, that's, um... Definition of a broke woman all day, huh? Pretty much a, a, a broke woman, but there are other forms of... A broke as well. Okay, okay. I mean, I like what you said there, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And um, but you just have to go back to that thing Eminem was talking about the whole lion thing. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Well, but but why is it important for a woman to be financially stable at a minimum before dating? You know, even though men traditionally pay for dates. Well, really, you know, both parties need to be financially stable before they start dating. But, I mean, it's important. I mean, just like, you know, just like it would be for a guy, you know, it's important to be financially stable. It's always good when both people can stand on their own feet, you know, because to me that makes a relationship stronger anyway. So, you know, that's just one less thing you got to worry about. If that person's stable, you're stable. You know, things just seem to flow right then. They flow right, you know. One person's unstable, one's stable. And it always seems like there's a little bit of, you know, conflict. So, you know, it's just best, you know, that both people flow in the right direction and they both be stable. just makes sense. Okay, okay. I'm looking for something in particular. Then let me see if Fred can, can, can put his finger on it. Fred, why is it important to you 
that a woman be financially stable at a minimum before dating, you know, even though guys traditionally pay for dates? Um, I personally have dealt with situations or seen, um, well, not that I would try to deal with her, but it's me in the midst of me talking to her once you realize the situation. Um, it's important because if she's broke and she's kind of like has this desperate air about herself, she will try to move in with you in your apartment really quick. I've seen it happen with one of my homies. She will ask you about anything under the sun. Can I get a? Can you? Can I? Can you take me here? Can I get a ride? Can my kids come That's over? That's what I'm looking can, for. Mm-hmm. Can I? 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 Um, and it, it shows a lack of um, real lazy, real, real broke in her mind mentally. I noticed that that's, that's the biggest turnoff. In the long run, it gets tired because she's like she's offering herself, she's her company. So she, this woman, becomes really disrespectful. She's just like, this is what I bring to the table, and you still got to pay for me and whatever I want to get. Never mind the kids. So, yeah, I, I'd like her to be financially independent. So that attitude and that and that and that mental broke state ain't there. Okay, and that's what I was looking for. It's like it be- she starts to become a burden. I mean, well, this is not everyone, of course, but. A lot of times she runs the risk of being a burden. You know, all of a sudden you're playing limousine or taxi, you know, taking her where she needs to go because she doesn't have a car or she's short on her cell phone bill. And if you want to keep talking to her, someone has to pay that bill. And all of a sudden you find some of her responsibilities becoming your responsibilities. And um, so I think that even though guys may traditionally take out women, that's one of the reasons why guys should avoid broke women because you can find yourself in that situation and it's not a good situation to be in. It's not fun at all. All right. So Amy, if a woman accept, accepts a date from a man knowing that she's broke, just like that man may have been looking for sex um, when he was broke, trying to approach her, if she's broke and he's a, you know, trying to get a date, is she looking for something free or some type of come up? Um, you know, and kind of like what you were describing, um, if you get involved with a woman and you see that pretty much right off the bat, um, then, yeah, you've just gotten yourself involved with a woman that's looking for a sugar daddy. Uh So, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I said, yeah, uh, if you've found yourself getting involved with, you know, uh, you can see those signs pretty much right off the bat, then chances are you've gotten involved with a woman who's just looking for a sugar daddy. Okay. All right. Well, I mean... um, and that is probably the case in, in a lot of scenarios. But uh, but what do you think? If a woman accepts a date from a man knowing that she's broke, is she strictly looking for freebies or a come-up? Or maybe not, I should say strictly, but, you know, nine times out of ten. Well, you know, she's probably, you know, she probably going to, you know, looking to test you out, you know, to see, you know, what you're willing to give. 
you know, and then it could it could be just for sex, but it also could be, you know, hmm, you know, this guy's got things going on for sex. Let's check it out. See what I can see what I can get away with. I mean, just mm-hmm. like you know, if, you know, that's what I would think. Okay, okay. Well, um, I, I mean, and this is this is what I'm trying to convey to the, the listeners out there, is that if someone is broke, okay, and I'm not talking about maybe someone who was laid off from their job or someone who's going through something medically and has a lot of medical bills that's taken away from their income or something like that. If someone's broke, broke from making bad decisions, all right, and that's easy to find out over time. I mean, yeah, you may have to kind of speak to them a little bit, but you can find out when someone's broken. You can tell when someone's irresponsible just and and really in one in one conversation you can determine if someone's broken or not if you ask the right questions. But is that you have to pay attention to the ones who are broke for the wrong reasons. Those are the people who will ultimately bring you down if they're not looking to turn their life around. All right. And even if they are looking to turn their life around, are they willing to do so without getting you involved in it, without using you as a crutch? You see, those are things you have to determine. So from like what we discussed earlier with the guys, if you're a guy, don't approach a woman if you don't, you know, if your lights are on the verge of being cut off at home or, you know, or if you stay with your your mom because you don't have a job that allows you to move out the house or something like that. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that you can't go out and have fun, but I mean, keep it platonic or something. I I just don't think you should get seriously involved unless you have someone who truly understands your situation and truly doesn't mind the fact that you may not be trying to get better at the time. Now, of course, age plays a difference, uh, plays a role in this as well, because if you're 21 years old and broke, that's a little bit different than if you're 41 years old and broke. You know, people are going to look at you differently. But um, getting back to the ladies, um, Amy, why are some women with kids automatically labeled as gold diggers? I mean, is it because a lot of women don't seek seek child support from their baby daddies? Or, I mean, why is it that women with kids are always quick to get labeled? Uh, I mean, probably because, you know, they're a single mom and they're, you know, they've got, a, a child to raise, and and a lot of them's daddies aren't um, paying child support. Uh, so naturally, you know, a, a woman tends to you know, kind of get that label, I guess. Okay. And Fred, I'll go to you. Why do you think some women get um, labeled as gold diggers? Simply just because they have children. Well, in one instance, I can't blame it on the woman because I can blame her, and I can I can blame her only. Okay, I'm really on the fence about that because really, um, she does have kids to think about, and she don't want to be with a broke dude. On the other hand, I do have to put it in her responsibility as for herself to be financially stable, especially if she's a single parent. So. But not all women are single parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they're just single. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I can't blame her too. I can't blame her um, too much for going. Hey, uh, what you doing? 
you know, you, you got you got money, you got are you stable? You know, I, I can't blame her too much for asking those questions. Okay. Yeah, I think those are important questions to ask. But um it, it seems like if if a woman asks a certain question and if she's in a certain situation or, or something like that, then people are like, Oh, she's just trying to get in my pockets and everything and it's, it's kind of unfair because she has a right to know, um, you know, if you're a suitable person to date, you know, if, if you're not going to make her situation worse, you know, she might be trying to improve. So um, I think it's important for people to try to just look at the situation and take it case by case and not assume. And Buck, I'll let you chime in on that. Why do you think some women quickly get labeled as gold diggers just because they have kids and, you know, they're looking to date. You know, it's it's, un, it's unfortunate, really, because not all women, you know, are gold diggers. Some of them, you know, are, you know, they may have a lot of kids, but, you know, they're handling things. You know, they're not looking for somebody to support them, you know, because, um, you know, they may have a career or whatnot or doing, you know, doing enough and getting enough transport or what have you that they can stand on their own two feet and not need any support from anybody else. But, you know, with you know, I think it's, it's the amount of kids you may have that will determine whether they're gold diggers or not, you know, because, you know, one or two kids you might be able to get away with, you know, them not saying that they're, you know, not being gold diggers. But once you get around that three or four, you know, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate part, you know. So it's just, I agree with that. And I've lived that, you know, dating someone uh, that had multiple kids and, you know, people, I guess, will always assume that because she had multiple kids and because I didn't have any kids that she was looking to latch on for some type of free ride or something like that, which was not the case. I mean, because she was independent long before I came around. It's just, but, I mean, um, I, I, and, I, and I think people need to look at it as, okay, well, if a person is has a career and is successful and doesn't have kids, why wouldn't anyone want to go that route, man or woman? You know, I, I mean, you, you go for what you think is a suitable candidate, regardless of your situation. And if that person is, is accepting to it, then why should it matter? But people want to assume that people are looking for a free ride based on what they see. And that's not always the case. Now, that may be the case in, you know, maybe eight out of ten times. But I do think you have to take things by case-by-case basis. And women a lot of times are always unfairly labeled when it comes to a lot of things, from being a gold digger to a hoe. So um, that's kind of the short end of a stick of having a vagina. But uh, So sorry, Amy. But uh, (laughs) uh, Amy, what can a broke woman contribute, if anything substantial, to a long-term relationship with a man? What can what well, can she offer? Um, love, loyalty, respect, um, commitment. Um, I, know, I get that from my German uh, shepherd. I can I can get that from my German shepherd. I mean, what what else can I? <laughs> give me something that, that I can get from in my bed. Why are we having this show? <laughs> give me something Why that a German shepherd can't get in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
done got me off. <laughs> he done got me off track. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get that, but I mean, what other than love, loyalty? I mean, if if you didn't have a dime to your name, how would you show a man that you loved him? Well, I know how to do what a wife should do for their husband. I know how to love. I know how to cook. I know how to wash clothes. I know how to be a good mother to our children or his children. Um, uh, Hopefully he knows how to be a good father to my children, you know. uh, there's, there's, I mean, there are, there are a lot of things that you can do to, uh, in, in essence, you know, um, be a goldmine to a man, um, so to speak, or a man to a woman, vice versa, mm-hmm. um, Beyond money, I mean, yeah, the, you, you know, what isn't all you need? You you do have you have to have money to an extent, but I mean, sometimes I feel like it's a little bit different for um, the man and the woman in that you know the man is supposed to be the provider, and, and in most traditional cases, that is true. In most traditional cases, and, that is true. And the woman, you know, is supposed to take care of the home and the children and, um, you know, take care of the husband. Okay. Fred, let me get your point of view from a man. What can a broke woman contribute, if anything substantial, to a long-term relationship with you? Fred? Oh, yeah, um... Say that one more time. Is that a question? What What can a woman, a broke woman, contribute to a long-term relationship with a man? I mean, is there anything substantial she can contribute to the relationship if she's broke? Now, keep in mind, I, broke doesn't exactly equal I have no money. I mean, there's always food stamp section eight. I'm just saying, but uh, <laughs> she can always. <laughs> But what I say is she can always contribute. I mean, obviously, hey, if the candy shop is closed, I love the ice cream parlor. I'm just saying. But uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> I'll this. what I'm saying is she can always contribute um, good ideas. If she's a very smart woman, um, she can always good ideas. She can always offer to – I'm always cooking. Um, it, she might – just because she's broke doesn't mean she doesn't know people. Um, maybe you're trying to get a business off the ground. She might uh, have friends that can help you out what you're trying to do. So there's always connections. It's not just um, I get a second opinion on a job you're trying to job change. Um, I'll even go and say this. When I was going to school, there was a girl. Now, she was – now, we didn't end up together, but um, she wasn't – you know, she, like, worked for her parents and stuff, and she was trying to be a nurse. And um, I would have considered, I said I wanted to talk to her, but my situation was right, so it was no. But I, in that case, I kind of would have considered at least talking to her. So it's you can see the potential in a woman. Um, it can go both ways. So she can contribute uh, 
good ideas, networking skills. She might have good ideas. She might be very smart. Just sums it all up. <laughs> okay. And, Buck, what do you think? What can a broke woman contribute to a relationship long term? Well, I mean, just like, you know, if we would do, you know, God would not, you just got to make sure that, you know, she's contributing. If You know, she may be going through something at that particular time, and she has to, uh, you know, do some different things. So, you know, she, you know, she's trying to contribute. She's trying to make herself better. She's just not sitting around not doing anything. You know, she, maybe she, you know, maybe staying with her parents or whatnot, and the parents are not sick or anything, and she's just doing that temporary until she can get back on her feet. You know, you see her making strides in trying to, you know, make herself better. Okay. And I think that it's the it's the little things that can be done that can make a difference. Um, if a person, and this is man or woman, if you're going to be broken in a relationship, then you got to contribute somewhere. And Amy hit it on the head as far as maybe it's through. Um, cleaning or or cooking or um, you know one of those things someone brings home the bacon and you fry it um, keeping the the grass whatever it is something you have to contribute in order to show that hey even though I'm not making the money right now or even though I'm going through whatever I'm going through I'm still showing you that I'm making an effort to do whatever it is that I can. Because the small things will mean so much in the long run, especially if you get that person ultimately gets back on their feet. Then, you know, you've hit a gold mine at that point. So although I don't think that you should necessarily shy away from every person who's broke, because it does depend on why they're broke, I do think that you have to pay attention, find out the reason, and if it's something you're willing to tolerate and you think it's going to get better, then... You know that's your judgment to that's your judgment call to decide if you want to go that route or not. However, um, if you're a guy and you don't have any money, then you probably shouldn't approach anyone for a date. If you you got to get yourself first taken care of. Um, it, it's kind of like uh, have you all? I'm, I'm sure sure pretty sure everyone has flown a plane before. Or, uh, well, not flown a plane, but ridden in a plane. And they tell you when they go through the little speech as far as um, what to do in the event of an emergency, they say secure your air, your air mask first, your oxygen mask first, to make sure you're getting oxygen before you try to help someone else. All right. And the reason being is that if you're trying to help an elderly person or a child or something and you haven't taken care of yourself, there's a possibility you can pass out from lack of oxygen and both of you die. All right, before you're able to help them out. So if you take care of yourself first, then that allows you to take care of others. And it's the same way when it comes to dating. You have to be stable within yourself, be it financially, emotionally, mentally, all of that. Once you're taken care of, that allows you to take care of others. All right. And that's the mindset that people should use when it comes to approaching dating. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinion. A quick 60-second break, and we'll get into one more topic before we shut things down. From a pimp's perspective, featuring Eminem, make sure you're tuning in live exclusively. 
exclusively on The Crystal Show. What up, Chris? What up, Radio World? It's your boy, Eminem, a.k.a. My Mind. Yeah, Money Maker, the whole breaker. Yeah, Mr. She Get Laid, I Get Paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad. Sweetie, I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar don't think too hard. There's always Mother Nature's credit card. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp's perspective. Give it to me, Daddy. I, I crack up every time I hear that. And um, Eminem had to drop off the line for a second. But every time I hear that, I crack up. Eminem kicking that pimp game. All right. Welcome back to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Being over 30 isn't a big deal anymore when it comes to dating. However, as you approach 40 or you go over 40, then people look at you a bit differently if you haven't achieved a certain status in your life. And, Buck, I'll start with you. If you're over 35 and working in a fast food restaurant in an entry-level position, how do people look at that? Ooh, they look at that pretty bad. I mean, you really shouldn't because, you know, but at the same time, I mean, they do. And, uh, you know, entry level is just, you know, that just looks bad because they know you're making minimum wage. You know, if you're in management, you know, you're making a little bit of change, but entry level, that would look bad. That's just like being at, you know, you know, you know, Crystal or, you know, Wendy's or something like that. I mean, it just just doesn't look good. Okay. Amy, what do you think? If you're over 35 years old and working in a fast food restaurant in an entry-level position, you know, you're working to register or maybe you're working fries, how do you think people view that? Well, it depends on if that's your only job. I mean, if that's your main job and not like you're – secondary little part-time job or whatever because you're a, you know, single mom trying to make ends meet, then, I mean, I think because by the time you reach 40, you've either made it or you broke it, one or two. Um uh-huh. <sighs> Now, you know, like in my case, you know, I chose a profession that I got involved in a profession that wasn't forever, that wasn't long-lasting. It wasn't like I, um, you know, could start off as um, a French fry worker and work up to general manager. Right. Um, You know, um, there's, you've got that certain window there that you uh, can only only do, you know, what I did for a living for 15 years. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so definitely, I mean, I think if you're not, if you're, if that's where you are at, at that age, then chances are things aren't going to get any better. Um, okay, and that's probably how people you, look you, at it. You, 
your your job's not your your job is not going to get any better because you've obviously not gotten either the education to get a better job or you you're not um an actress or, or a musician or something like that. Okay. Well, Fred, let me go to you and ask you um, if you're a man over 35 years old and you do not have kids, how do people view that? Uh, mm, I don't know how I... Mm, um, I guess uh, maybe it depends on what you're doing with yourself. If you don't have kids, I would say you probably were a little bit too comfortable with your situation, wherever that may be, or you didn't try hard enough in life. You didn't aspire to do anything. <laughs> um, when you're 38 or 39 and you're still working at Walmart or you're still working at McDonald's, I'm just saying, and right. that's all you're doing. I'm, I'm kind of looking at that man like, Damn, that's a wake-up call for me because I'm 29. So I'm at least trying to, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, hopefully, so hopefully the Navy is, is a, I think, a good choice. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm yeah, just saying. I think you'd be all right with that. Yeah, so I, I'm at least, I'm at least trying to put, shot, slingshot myself in a good position. If you are working at Walmart, you better at least be full-time trying to get more pay. Okay. And, Buck, let me go to you on this one and, and ask you, if you're a man over 35 years old and you don't have kids, how do people view that? How do, how, how do, how do women look at that? Well, I mean, the same way, you know, the same way. I mean, you, you got to be, you know, trying to strive to get a little bit better. They don't view that very well, you know. But, you know, people go through situations. You know, it could be divorce, um, you know, it could be, you know, your job maybe, you know, taken away. You know, at least, you know, the guys out there trying to find something else and trying to move up. A, you know, things are not like they used to be in, you know, in, in, you know, back in the day. When you have, you know, people switch jobs every five years because there's no job security anymore. So you're starting to, you know, you're starting to see people that are 35, 40, you know, working in these types of jobs. So that's something that has to be taken into consideration, you know, about what we're talking about as well. So, you know, it may be a second job for that person. That person may be working at Walmart or, you know, be working at Walmart and Home Depot and we'll just say AutoZone, for example. They got three different jobs, you know, but, you know, they're trying to make ends meet. So, you know, unless you, yeah. you know, ask probing questions, you don't know what that you know, what's actually going on, you know. And that's true. That's true. But as far as the kids thing um, goes, um, I didn't realize, I mean, I'm over 40. I don't have kids. I didn't realize that was looked at negatively by some people because they think, okay, well, you got a low sperm count or you hate kids or something of that nature, which is not the case for me. But, um, I mean, my situation is, you know, when I was married uh, for 10 years, my wife was on chemotherapy, so pregnancy wasn't an option, you know. So after she passed away, I wound up being a 40-something without kids. 
So, I mean, every every scenario is different. But, uh, I mean, people do look at you kind of negatively if you're a guy and you don't have kids and you're a certain age. They think that something's wrong with you or that you, you know, beat children or something. But, Amy, if you're over 35 and you live with your parents, how do people look at that? Uh, like I said, uh, I think just, you know, I think that <clears throat> just like the um, deal with you not having <clears throat> having kids, there's a legitimate reason for it, and it's not because um, you're some kind of weird-ass, picky guy who never found the right woman or you... Uh, or you've ne- you know just uh, you put your career first and or you know didn't want kids or whatever. Um, it, I think it de- depends on on the situation. Um, you know, like I said, like you know, my situation was um, <clears throat> because I did uh, live with my mother until I was thirty five years or until I was 35 years old because um, my mother was disabled and I had to take care of my mother. Mm-hmm. So the life that I had to live, um, you know, I lived uh, at home, um, except for the very short time that I was married to um, my my first husband, um, which was, you know, not very long, but I still didn't live um, very far away. But once, mm-hmm. you know, once I once I moved back home in what ninety two, um, you know, from eighty eight to ninety two, that's a very short period of time, and my mother wasn't as bad as she was became, you know, in late in the later years up until the time she died in 2005 and I was I was 35 years old, but um so yeah, I mean it just it it's it's worth listening to the uh reasoning why. And that's true, um, but I don't think a lot of people get pass, to that point. First before you pass any kind of judgment. I I don't think people really get to that point. And um, as far as even paying attention to the why, and I mean, Buck, how do you feel like most people look at um, a person who's over 35 and living with their parents? It's, it's negative. I mean, but, you know, you know that's situational as well. I mean, you have to look, you know, there could be a reason why that person is living there. You know, they could be, getting, you know, going, going through, just got through, going through a divorce, or maybe their parents are sick and they're standing there taking care of them, you know. And, you know, those types of things, but they, you know, people look at them negatively, you know, so it's it's an unfortunate deal. Okay. All right. And, Fred, I will go back to you. As if a woman is over 35 and she's not married, how do people look at that? Um, Well, I can't speak for everybody. Um. A woman who's not thirty five, who's thirty five, who's uh, yeah, she's over thirty five and she's not married. I'll still wonder what has she been doing with herself. 
Um, <laughs> uh, I kind of like older women. Um, I guess it might be in one age. But it's like, okay, cool, you don't have any kids. Um, but I usually find that those women were very busy with something. Or maybe they were at a low point in their life, and they just were not in a position to have any kids. So I, I know there's always something. It, it just makes me wonder what happened in between, like, 20 and 35. Okay. But what does it mean to you if you see a woman who's over 35 without kids? I mean, excuse me, over 35 and not married? Some of them belong by themselves. <laughs> I mean, because I run across a couple <laughs> I run across some women belong by themselves, dude. I mean, you can run you run I run across a couple of these, and you know they have their reasons for being single, um, and that's the way they want to be. Um, they could have low self esteem or whatnot, and you know those are ones that claim they can't find a man because you know you you, you have an attitude every time you're with one, or making up mm-hmm. excuses saying that they're, they're with somebody else even though they're with you know with that person. So, you know, when you're over 35, you know, and you by yourself, you know, it doesn't have, it may not have anything to do with any kids or anything else. It's just their attitude, and the reason, and the reason why they're by themselves is because of that. Okay, and that's true. A lot of time, it could be they just have a bad attitude and can't keep someone. You know, so uh, that's that's a very likely story. But uh, people do look at them as like something's wrong with them. You know, if you're 35 and you're a lady and you don't have a kid, excuse me, you're not married, or if you don't have kids, either one, then um, people look at you like you're some type of scourge or whatever. Last one, and we'll get ready to shut things down. And uh, I'll let everyone answer this. I'll start with you, Fred. If you're 35 years old and you're a virgin, how do people look at that? A legit version, not a born again version. Legit. Uh man, that is gonna take uh, a special type of dude to know how to deal with that because uh, you know that's a lot of walking in eggshells, and you're gonna have to be. That's almost you're the you're the one teaching that woman a couple things as far as being in a. Now let's say she's probably never been in a relationship. Um. It's it's a lot of I'm maybe probably patient with that woman. Maybe. I I'm just generalizing here. I'm not really sure. I don't know how to be specific on that one. Okay. And Amy, if a person is over thirty five and I'm still a virgin, how are they viewed by the general public? Well, I mean, I think they're definitely viewed as, you know, there's some kind of issue going on. Um, you know, it's obviously not so much religion, um, because generally people who are religious about, uh, you know, staying uh, before, you know, about premarital sex, then um, they usually get married at a pretty young age unless you're Tim Tebow and hmm. you go to the NFL instead. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to 
want to definitely know why and you know, I mean I'm willing to listen I'm willing to hear anybody out. I'm willing to listen to any anybody and uh hear what you know, your reasons are it's nothing that I can't, you know, not respect. Um it's just yeah, I'm I'm gonna wanna know what and why and how. <laughs> okay. And Buck, I'll let you have the last word on it, man. Um you're over thirty five and you're a virgin. How do people look Ooh. at that? And before you answer really quick, um, PJ Extra chimed in on Twitter and said, uh, you can keep the 35-year-old virgin chick. No, thank you. I don't want that type of responsibility. I'm too afraid she's approved. <laughs> but go ahead, Buck. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions that have to be, you know, have to be answered. Um, never run across that myself personally. But, I mean, that, you know, if it was me, I would have to ask some questions on why that person's still a virgin. You know, because, you know, that's a rarity in the day's time, but not saying that, you know, it, it won't happen, but, I mean, the thing is, you know, you have you have to ask questions so that way you know how to how to treat that, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, be able to, you know, treat that person or whatnot. I have to ask some questions. And um, I don't know, a 35-year-old virgin, I mean, most people, I guess most guys, if you ask them, Will say they want someone with a little experience, and I mean, no one wants to be a teacher at that age. But uh, I guess it just really depends on how interested you are in the person, you know. Uh, and that's just how it goes. And it, I mean, I don't think it should be a deal breaker by any means. I, I think people need to respect someone who. Now, I will take that back. It's different if a person couldn't get sex as opposed to a person who's trying to abstain from sex, you know. Uh, Eminem's chime back in. Let me get his opinion on this. Eminem, what's your impression of a 35-year-old or older virgin? Well, number one, if it's a guy, I'm like, what in the hell is going on, man? Don't you know we are limited on how long, you know, you got the, you know, you going to function? You know what I'm saying? Shit. You know, so you passing up your your best years, and uh, so what the hell wrong with you? You know, are you? I'm looking at him almost like, you know, like you ain't some kind of super weirdo or something. Now, if it's a woman, well, most guys gonna look at it as a gold mine, but once you get past like, just say your earliest twenties. You know, like if a girl is you know, virgin in high school, that's like, yeah. And maybe the start of college, you're like, yeah, man, that's, you know, yeah. But after that now, you start being like 35. It's like now people starting to say stuff like, damn, man, she must be gay. Or, or lesbian. I mean, nobody's going to look at it. The, the same thing that, that puts you on a pedestal at a certain age, it takes the opposite turn when it goes on. Or maybe five to ten years longer. See what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but as far as you know, a a female being one, I mean, I mean, you talking about teaching something? Nah, man. Uh, uh-uh, that's the turnout. I mean, that's the ultimate. That's like 
you finna blow her mind like Rick James sixty nine times, man. Shit, every everything you can think of, do it to her. She won't have, she won't know what's happening because she ain't, she ain't number one. She ain't comparing it to nothing, you know. So uh, that would really be some funny stuff, man. Shit, that 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 bitch would be like she on crack or something. <laughs> you ain't had dick in thirty five years. Are you serious? Well, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, if you ain't had it in your life, I mean, I don't know. You know, you might not know what you're missing. It might not be that big of a deal. I'm not sure, but uh, but I, I, I feel you on that, man. Now, guys, <laughs> my thing is I'm trying to figure out, you know, to a guy like that, I, I just want to know one thing, like, man, how you zip your pants up? Because your balls got to be the size of watermelon. <laughs> 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 you <laughs> just swole. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. That milk of magnesium coming out of me, man. Like, <laughs> On tomorrow's show, we'll take a look at people who ignore love. Why do people turn away someone who would absolutely do anything for them? People who truly love them. With the title Inspired by Crystal, Love in Your Face, that airs tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Okay, and speaking of Crystal, chatted with her earlier, and she sprained her ankle, so she's trying to take care of that. Um, I told her she don't need to be swinging on chandeliers anymore. She ain't 21. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't tell Crystal Hickerson anything. She probably, had on her, she probably had on her Superman cape and thought she was doing it. All right. <laughs> we'll go to final thoughts, and um, everyone needs to answer this question before you give your final thoughts. And, Fred, I'll start with you on this. The question is, would you give a eulogy at your ex-girlfriend's funeral if she requested it prior to her dying? And then afterwards, give your final thoughts. Uh, a eulogy, is that like what you think of that person? Yeah, well, would you give what you Say the, uh, you know how, yeah, you address the audience at the funeral and say all these nice things about a person. Well, that's normally how it goes. Traditionally, something nice you say about the person and give a little speech. Yeah, um, I've I've done that a couple of times, eulogy on people. Every time I, I, I usually get up and speak, yeah, so yes, I would. Okay, so you'll do it for your ex. Okay, that's cool. All right, man, give your final thoughts on tonight's show. Um. Mm. It, it was interesting because I can uh, to the to the topic. I I could personal experience. I could relate to that. It was interesting to kind of share my little two cents on that. So I enjoyed it. All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. Be sure to stop in any time. Okay. All right. And Amy, I go to you. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would definitely give um, a eulogy at. Um, one of my exes. I mean, because I don't hate any of them so bad that I can't find something to say good about them. I mean, obviously, um, they're my they're my ex for a reason, but they're my ex because I was once with them, and I obviously loved something about right. them when I was with them. So, I mean, you know. Um, it may be that you might have to dig a little deeper on some 
rather than others, but, um, you know, there's nothing that I can't absolutely find one good thing, good thing to say uh, okay. about one of my exes. So, yeah, I definitely would. Uh, it's not been a, an interesting show, the dynamics of being the only girl uh, in the group tonight. Luckily, none of the guys gave me too hard of a time. Uh, Eminem always loved his uh, interesting philosophies in life. And sometimes I want to hear you just shit face drunk oh, saying man. that bit that you do um, for Crystal's show. Because <laughs> I can't even say that shit sober. So I, I, I want to hear you reel all that off your tongue drunk three times in a row. I just I just thought I would would throw that in. But you know everybody had um, interesting uh, interesting things to add, and and um, I think it's safe to say you know that we can we can find a happy medium somewhere unless you've set your bar so high above the norm that you can't recognize a good woman who, um, you know, may not have um, a uh, entry-level or a high-level paying job, or you uh, can't accept a man that makes, you know, less than three hundred thousand dollars a year you know or do you think you have to be wined and dined every night and be brought roses and all that stuff no i you know what take me to the park and let's take the dogs and let's go for a walk you know i'm just okay. as happy doing that as i am going out for a romantic candlelight dinner so it all just depends on um where you set your bar and and that kind of thing. No doubt. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Amy. And Buck, go ahead, man. Would you give a eulogy at an ex, ex's funeral, if she requested that you do so, and your final thoughts? Yeah, if I, I, if I got requested to do it, I, w- I would. I mean, I mean, pretty much what Amy said. I mean, if, you, if some, you know, there had to be something you liked about that person that, some particular time, you know, you still could be some good in them, even though that you're no longer with them. But if they request, you know, they request you to do so. I don't see a problem with that. Um, other than that, great show. Everybody has some, you know, definitely some good views, interesting views on, you know, on the topics that we had tonight. Um, you know, any in any, any relationship, you just really have to, you know, make sure you. You know, do your due diligence, and at the same time, you got to communicate. I mean, I always say communication is key. So, I mean, this is another one of those areas where communication would be key in that, in, in, in you know, in, in these circumstances. So, you know, <clears throat> you're getting involved with somebody, you know, you got to ask questions. So, you know, and if, y'all, if both, both parties have a good understanding about things and you're both going in the right direction, then, you know, have relationships, you know, let, you know, flourish and last longer. So, other than that, you know, glad to have all the participation and uh, everybody have a good night. Hopefully, everybody be back on tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Eminem, 
give your thoughts as far as would you give a eulogy for an ex if she requested it and your give your final thoughts and shut it down for me. Uh you utilizing you utilizing somebody, yeah, that's cool, but you know, as long as the as long as she don't have no kids that, you know, kinda of favor me or something, then everybody whispers that I, I think that must be one of them daddy, you know, you know, as long as it ain't no no shit like that. But uh um as far as uh the show, man, great show. Uh, great to hear Amy back. I know she missed a few shows. I'm, you know, I'm glad she's back on. And uh, uh, I'm just ecstatic to have Fred on because Fred uh, exemplifies what this show is about. This show is for everybody. And what show can you hear a guy, you know, going through the, you know, uh, being a uh, obviously a ed- educated person and a gentleman, and you know, and still in certain ways trying to find himself, and then you got a uh, form a legitimate one hundred ten percent pimp on this motherfucker at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't tune in nowhere and get nothing like that. So you know, for people who <laughs> hadn't downloaded Q's app or whatever and all that, y'all need to do that shit, man. Y'all need to stay up on your knowledge, you know, because. You know, you're going to get it in all spectrums, and everybody can learn something. Of course, nobody can't tell me shit, and I already say that multiple times. Um, like I say, a broke guy, man, a broke guy, you know, if you're broke, you're looking for a mama, you're looking for somebody to take care of you. Uh, I had to step out for a while and comment on a broke female. A broke female is a gold mine to, you know, a uh, former predator like myself. You know, when I mean predator, I ain't talking about no little kids and shit, but I'm saying, like, you know, a legitimate predator, you know, you're looking for a woman that's struggling and having a hard time, so you can, you know, take advantage of the situation. Uh, you know, young college girl struggling, you know, her parents ain't sending no money or she don't know who her parents are, and, you know, yeah, that's that's what you look for, as long as the chick got the right attitude, you know. Because I always said if I was a, you know, single millionaire, I wouldn't be perusing in Hollywood, man. I'd be looking for the baddest Beyonce I could find in some housing project, but just, you know, kind of wanting to get out and stuff, so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that that actually works to a man's advantage, you know, uh, I'm dropping hints on you now, Fred, but, you know, when you go <laughs> pole, you know, when you got money and she pole, it usually kind of work out pretty good, you know, in the long run, it might be fucked up, but in the short time, oh, man, these hoes hungry, man, you know, I knew chicks that was turning tricks for you know, uh, uh, a box of Popeyes and shit, you know what I'm saying, like, two people, <laughs> you know, so. Not even uh, three feet down. <laughs> not even three feet. Them them bitches was hungry. But uh, uh, you know. But uh, can't wait till tomorrow night show. You know, and with any relationship, man, it ain't no relationship if ain't no relationship issues. Past thirteen, thirteen, right? Your local senate congressman they gave the state of the straight address. I mean, the uh, State of the Union, excuse me, address tonight, and I'm just like, okay, this shit sounds good, but I'm missing something. Where's 1313? Enough people must then write in, you know, so pass that Where shit, man. Get this stuff over with. Everything you want. Everything, everything. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, man. And, uh, okay, well, thanks, everyone, for joining the show. For those in the chat room, I see Joe Neckbone was in the house. Good to see Joe Neckbone in the chat room. Twitter is went off today and is still going off. 
right now. Um, Denise Ocasio, my man Dre from The Crystal Show, PJ Extra, SPKK13, Social Butterfly, the Mail, Pico's Death. I mean, Twitter is still buzzing right now, and they're kind of talking about uh, the over 35 topic. Uh, so it's really, they're really going in. All right, so my thanks to all of them, my show legends, callers, tweet chatters, and everyone else who participated on tonight's show. If you want more of the Talk to Q radio show off the air, then ask to join my Facebook group, all right? It's called T2Q, and it's a private group. You can just search for T2Q on Facebook, ask for an invite, and you can get a heavy dose of a lot of the topics that we discuss on the show in the group. And so a lot of things that we don't discuss on the show, because um, I'm usually throwing out like five topics a day, and they're going at it all day on some of these. So You can also email your comments to talk to Q now at Gmail, and I'll read them on the air. And if you want to be a guest on the show, you can make the request at that same location, talk to Q now at Gmail. Google talk to Q if all goes wrong and you can't find anything, or T2Q. Good night. Peace out. Crystal, get well. Talk to you guys later. Uh, actually, tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern. Later. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it go ahead. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-man. I know the value of a good man. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out there as they can get. Oh my god. Is that it?